Without even having sleep, I took on a job and I'm standing in the apartment and I thought I was having a heart attack. Like I, my heart was just beating so fast and my arm hurt and I was just like freaking myself out. I had called emergency. The guys came up and everything was fine. I wasn't having a heart attack, but I was like scared that I couldn't get on a plane. And you know, that moment really changed things for me. Like I decided I, you know, especially because my dad had died from a heart attack. So it made me stop and think about if I'm not in my best health, if I'm not in my best form, then I I cannot perform the best for my clients. I cannot perform the best for ourselves, for our audience. Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. So that clip you just heard was Anya B. You might have seen her beautifully created Instagram photos where she showcases beauty, travel, and lifestyle content. What you most likely didn't know is that Anya was an accountant for six years. Growing up with a family experience in the field, accounting seemed like the obvious career path for Polish-born Anya. However, with years of modeling experience under her belt, she decided to quit number crunching and focus full-time on her fashion and lifestyle blog. In this episode, we talk about how she dealt with finding a job during the 2008 crash, why she pivoted careers, how her accounting background still serves her today, how she makes money, and her experience with body dysmorphia in the modeling industry. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm here with Anya B. I'm really excited to chat with her today because I was really inspired by her story, and I think the decisions that she made for her career are quite relevant with what's going on in the world today. So before going into university, she was told by teachers that they were all going to be getting amazing high-paying jobs, but then the crash in 2008 happened. The job market was more competitive than ever, and the starting salaries were almost laughable. So from that whole experience, it taught her perspective and how to protect herself in the future. Looking now at 2020, I think what she learned will definitely help others out there worrying, still looking for jobs. So Anya, before becoming a full-time blogger, you were an accountant, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit more how you got into that? Yeah, I mean, accounting was kind of my parents' choice. I'm Polish. Uh, My background is Polish, and we moved to Canada in 99. Previously to that, my brother was here before us um, and lived here for 10 years. He finished accounting in university, so my parents always, him being 16 years older than me, they always sort of took his path as like the blueprint for my life, which you know, like looking back at it, I'm sure they're even, they're even able to sort of judge that as being not really the most ideal way of, um, of charting or helping a young person, uh, chart their lives. But that's kind of, you know, how I ended up in it. Um, because my brother had such great success with it. It was a very steady job. Uh, my own parents, my mom has a background in economics. So like money and financial sort of background has always been in our family. So yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, right out of high school, you sort of High school ends and I think that you're kind of like really tossed into, you know, the world of serious decision making uh, very quickly and without having much time to research or, you know, really think about like what it is that you really want to do with your life. You know, that was my first sort of decision 
my first instinct was I'm just going to take what my family's in uh, because it'll make it easier. Like I will have guidance and people to talk about uh, if I need help or whatever. Um, so yeah, I applied to accounting and I went uh, to, to UFC, uh, finished my BCom. And that was kind of the promise, you know, at the end of it. 2009 is when we were graduating university. 2004 is when I graduated high school. So when we were coming out of high school, all of our teachers are like my favorite teachers, my math teacher, and we're saying that actuarial science was actually the thing that everybody was trying to get students to take because that was the promise of like high paying jobs and high demand in the in the workforce and I didn't want to do that but I thought accounting was good it provided with a lot of sort of you know uh, security and good paycheck and all of that stuff uh, and because my family was in it it just seemed like a right choice to make and then you know by the time I was graduating, university, that's when the crash happened. And it was kind of very, um, it decided a lot for a lot of people at that time, you know, uh, all of the accounting firms were having their like recruitment, uh, to, to find people, but the demand was so much lower than the supply. There were so many students wanting to, to work at these like big four firms. And I didn't really, thankfully, like I didn't have, I wasn't in the same position because I was guaranteed a job right out of school with my family, with my brother, he has an accounting firm. So, uh, and because I had worked there throughout university, I already had gained experience, but I still wanted to see, you know, what that process was like. So I still went to all the events and I still applied for those jobs. And I went through that whole sort of like, you know, ringer to, to try and get there. But I ended up just, you know, working with my brother. I thought that it was a lot less stressful and took a lot of pressure off. Yeah. And when did you decide that you wanted to pivot careers? Was it a specific travel trip that you went on or, um, yeah, when, where did that come from? No, I actually knew really quickly, like in university, I already thought of changing directions. I had applied to a PR program at another university and had gotten in, but then like my family brought me back and they were, you know, they just said like accounting is a good base and you should just finish it. You've already finished, you know, it was, I think it was about halfway when I was, and when I was trying to pivot and, and they said like, you already, you were already in it for two years. Why don't you just finish it? You'll have a full sort of finished degree. And then if you decide to do something else, you can always go back. That's kind of like a thing that you say. And then I don't know how often people actually, uh, you know, end up, end up pursuing that again. I, I, right now, even having, you know, hindsight 2020, I don't, I would not go back to school. I was just like, so happy to be out of there. I'm not, I used to love school, like in high school, I loved it so much. And then, you know, once university hit, it was kind of different for me. I had, I had gotten a taste of like the world a little bit. I traveled a bunch for modeling. I got that independence quite early and I really loved it. I loved the autonomy of being able to make your own decisions and be sort of free with the direction that you can take and kind of charting your own way. And I don't know if I could could go back to school and, and go through like a whole program now, especially knowing that so much of, 
you know, would you end up doing in your career? Uh, I mean, there are obviously things that are very straightforward where you do have to finish school, but there are so many jobs out there that rely in a very big way on networking, uh, getting like real life experience, uh, just like getting your feet wet um, and hands dirty, you know, um, and it's sort of like that paying your dues sort of situation uh, versus it is about having that paper in your hand, you know, that you had finished a a specific degree. And I think that it's becoming like that more and more with, uh, you know, people starting their own businesses and, you know, working from home and, you know, digital social media playing such a big part in, in so many different industries. I had, yeah, like I already knew really early that I wanted to pivot for sure, but I did end up finishing that accounting degree. And, and, you know, I don't regret it for sure. Like I think that my business background is helping me a lot uh, in our day-to-day operations of our own business. And I'm really glad for it. Like I'm very happy that I don't have to rely on outside help with, you know, many things like taxes and just financial stuff and investments and, you know, the things that, the things that I didn't even finish my degree in, like even taking a finance class um, and learning about trading currencies or whatever uh, was beneficial for sure. I mean, it might have not felt that way when I was doing it, but it does now and I'm I'm grateful for it. Yeah. For people that would start like their own blogging or own business today, do you think it's a little bit easier with now that social media is increasing? Uh, I think it's easier and harder. Like, you know, if you're good at what you do, I think that you're going to be able to find your way through, you know, all of the the masses um, and you're going to find your voice and you're going to be able to stand out. But, you know, when I started, there was really not many people doing it. And I think that had a very big impact on the growth that we had and, you know, the, the connections that we've made, the relationships that we've built is because there wasn't a lot of competition, we were able to really take sort of control over our place in the industry. Right now, it's different because there's so many people in it. Uh, People are very savvy. There's a lot of creatives. People have gotten a glimpse into that lifestyle. And, you know, despite what they want to believe, I mean, it is very hard and it's uh, it's not always what it appears to be in photos or in stories or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, it's a freelance job and we can talk about about that later if you want. But, you know, a freelance job comes with its own challenges. You know, if people want to look at it only from the glamorous side, that's fine. But I think that it's a very big sort of, that's a challenge in itself. They will look at something and assume that it's such an easy thing to do and they will want to pursue it without really weighing out the pros and cons of it. So yeah, I think definitely a a mix of It's easier in some ways and it's harder in some ways. Yeah, for sure. And how did you find your voice at the beginning? Because you definitely have a lot of different avenues in your um, blog. You've got travel, fashion, beauty, Mm -hmm. lifestyle. So yeah, how did you find your niche and kind of how did you grow your brand from there? Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm still trying to find my niche and I don't even know if I want to have a niche (laughs) because the kind of person that I am, I just have so many different interests and I want to taste, I want a taste of life in many different ways. And I think that my niche, I guess you could say, would be 
people that are like-minded, people that also do want to have, you know, a taste of all these different things. I, in the very beginning, it was uh, quite obvious for me because I come from a fashion background through my modeling. I had modeled since I was 14 and have, you know, done it for over 20 years. So when the time came to sort of, you know, what am I going to write about or where am I going to share with the world? It was kind of uh, very organically sort of uh, targeted to the fashion direction uh, because I had worked with a lot of photographers and a lot of stylists and we were doing a lot of creatives and sort of uh, we were creating images that didn't really have a home other than when we showed them off and the internet created a space for it to be showcased. Um, so that's how fashion is always going to be number one, but it had evolved over time. Like it started off as, you know, me sharing all the creative work that I was doing. I went, I, even then I took a drawing class at an, at an arts college and I wanted to share my work. So I had, you know, I was posting our shoots, but then I was also posting my artwork and then I was also posting inspiration. And then, you know, the next iteration of the blog was kind of uh, me taking photos of myself, but finding that it was hard because I didn't really have a photographer with me 24 seven. So I had turned the camera around on other people and I was taking photos of other people and doing like little features on them, stylish people in my life that I knew or that I found on the street. And then it turned into more of a street style situation where I wanted to learn photography and I started taking photos of people on the street, total strangers. I started working with magazines and, you know, and that was another iteration of the blog. And then when I met Tyler, it had evolved again. And since him and I started working together, we started a company, our business, and we were doing production for clients but then also working on the blog. But because we were working, doing production, we didn't really have much time to work with other people. So then we turned the camera on me again. And then that's sort of like where it is now, you know, and then again, over time, you know, because we met in 2012. Um, so over that time, we went from being very, very fashion focused to then doing travel uh, to doing lifestyle. And, you know, in the beginning, there was even some beauty stuff. So a lot of different steps to, to end up where we're here. But I think like even talking about what my niche is, always I'm just trying to sort of find ways that things that inspire me, things that I'm excited about that I want to share with people. So, you know, in one moment and maybe beauty and then another moment, it'll be lifestyle and travel. And I don't want to pigeonhole myself into just one place where it'll feel weird that I'm all of a sudden doing something else. I want it to feel very natural for me to be able to to sort of change directions and and talk about the things that I love. Yeah, right. So what's kind of the breakdown of your day-to-day? -day? So you work with your husband and you do freelancing. So is mm -hmm. it like 60% mostly on your blog and then 40% clients? Or what's mm -hmm. kind of the breakdown there? Mm, it's different day-to-day. -day, um, but, you know, he has his own social media uh, platforms. So we've uh, we have definitely moved towards uh, like a split between the two of us. Uh, in the beginning, it was just me and it was very exhausting. It took a lot of energy for me to, you know, insert myself into that space, like 24 seven, just taking photos of myself all the time. And that was even at the beginning of Instagram where you were like posting three times a day, which, you know, it wasn't as produced for sure, but it did it, still feel like a lot of work. So yeah, uh, 
it's it's sort of split 50-50 between him and I and our client work as well. I mean, our client work is sort of like a completely separate arm of our business. And under that, we we not only shoot, you know, photos, but we do video production and then also sell stock photography uh, and just do a whole lot of different things that people never really hear about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you balance that? Because I know when I have like a passion project, it's my baby and I continuously mm-hmm. want to be working on it. So how do you kind of avoid burnout or something that yeah. you're so passionate about? I had had some experiences that really forced me to have like forced myself to avoid burnout because I've definitely, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like a buzzword almost. Everybody was talking about it and, but people were talking about it and nobody was really feeling it, I think yet. And then I had an experience where I'm just very naturally an anxious person. So uh, there was a, there was some time where I was working so hard and taking on so many projects all at once that I didn't have time for myself. I wouldn't sleep in. I would like wake up at sunrise and go to bed, you know, in the wee hours of the night and sort of really was pushing myself. And, and we were in Toronto one day doing a layover and we, we went to our apartment and we we had a layover from Europe, but then we were flying out again to LA that same day, but we thought that we would take a job in between. So without even having sleep, I took on a job and I'm standing in the apartment and I thought I was having a heart attack. Like I, my heart was just beating so fast and my arm hurt and I was just like freaking myself out. I had called emergency. The guys came up and everything was fine. I wasn't having a heart attack, but I was like scared that I couldn't get on a plane because I don't want to have a heart attack in the middle of the air. And, you know, that moment really changed things for me. Like I decided I, you know, especially because my dad had died from a heart attack, my my family has history of uh, heart disease. So it made me stop and think about, you know, if I'm not in my best health, if I'm not in my best form, then I cannot perform the best for my clients. I cannot perform the best for ourselves, for our audience. And I just have to give myself a break. So, you know, around that time was when Tyler took on more responsibilities and had started growing his channels and sort of took off that burden, uh, which was very helpful and since then, it's always like uh, we, you know, take time to relax. Uh, we will, if it's a nice day outside and we want to take advantage of the nice weather, we won't make ourselves feel guilty that we are not working because we are freelancers and we do work for ourselves. We set our own schedule. So it's just silly to think that things cannot wait. Things absolutely can wait and they should wait if you are putting yourself first. And what are what are some of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome um, as a blogger? And I know that you've mentioned before that modeling kind of skewed your appearance about yourself. So mm-hmm. how do you continuously take photos of yourself kind of with that mindset it must be quite difficult. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that a very hard thing for me is the sort of public perception of an influencer. I have, you know, I mean, we can all agree, I think, that there's people who hate influencers. You know, the word influencer, whatever that may mean to anyone aside, people that are in the public eye, that take photos of themselves, um, that try to sell products online, whatever it may be, people just dislike that. It sort of has a bad rep for some reason. And that's really hard because, you know, we work so hard to create the best possible work that we can. Yeah, I have a very skewed 
sort of perception of myself. I always talk to some other models sometimes and we, we say that we have body dysmorphia because we look in the mirror and we see something completely different than when you talk to somebody on the street or whatever and they tell you, they give you a compliment or whatever it is. You never believe it because you look in the mirror and you see something completely different. And I think it's just sort of like being in that industry for so long, people telling you that, you know, you're too skinny or too fat or there's always something to criticize no matter how perfect you are. It's hard. And so for me specifically, I mean, I know it's not like that for every model, but for me specifically, it gets hard sometimes to look at my a photo of myself. Um, and especially, you know, taking photos of yourself every day, you have no sort of sense of reality anymore. Like what is good? What is bad? Sometimes you just have to take a step back and not look at that photo for a little bit and then come back to it. And then you see something completely different. Like even now, when I go back a few years and look at a photo that we created, and this is also a create like a something on a creative level for anybody that creates any kind of work that doesn't really have uh, anything to do with themselves, even if it's not a portrait of yourself, you always sort of judge very immediately in a very different way. So if you go back to your work years later, you think that it was so good. But then I have Tyler reminding me so many times, it's like, oh, you hated that shoot. I remember like we were fighting or you were unhappy or whatever. And then I'm like, really? This looks really good. <laughs> and I have no idea what I was thinking. So that kind of like perspective, I think, is one of the biggest challenges of this job, you know, on on the internet, like social media side. But the creative side as well. Yeah. And I love right, the series that you've created. Um, let's talk about money or yeah, on IGTV. It's great. And so let's kind of talk about money. So how do you make money um, like as a full-time blogger? Mm -hmm. Actually, just going back a little bit, uh, before I answer that question, that whole series that let's talk about money, that was a huge hurdle for me, like mm -hmm. on a creative standpoint, because I really dislike taking videos of myself because it's a medium that you really can't control as much as a photo. So right. I, before COVID and all of this, I was like, I don't, I don't like taking, uh, I don't like taking videos of myself. I don't want to talk in front of the camera. It was just something that was not part of my repertoire. And then when we started the series, I really had to let go of like trying to make things perfect. And, you know, if I don't like the way that I look in the video, who cares? This just needs to come out really fast. So that was, thank you for saying that, you know, that you do like it because. <laughs> oh no, I love it. It's me, really yeah. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a different direction, but I'm really glad that I did it. But yeah. So, um, let's talk about money, the way that we make money on a full-time basis, doing what we do. The, our revenue streams come from very, a, a lot of different places. We, you know, we obviously are incorporated. We sell stock photos. That was sort of like the initial business that we had with Tyler. He was a photographer already. And then I came on uh, to help him produce because he was not quick to sort of come up with concepts or get models or know how to turn an idea into reality. Um, so I came to help him with that. And then, you know, stock photography pays. It depends on how much you upload, basically. So it's always dependent on that. But the company that we sell with also shares, splits the profits 50-50 with the photographers, which is also 
very rare. Uh, most stock photo sites take like 90% of what the photographer's, you know, images make, which oh, wow. is really crazy. Um, so this is 50-50 and that's sort of like small part of our income. Um, but then we make money uh, shooting client jobs, which means that we will work on a video or a photo shoot or a whole set of assets for a brand or company, uh, a private client, whoever it may be, if you need, you know, we often work with agencies who will need somebody to sort of put their vision into reality. And then sort of we step in and we can do anything from just, you know, being the shooters to shooters and editors to doing all of that plus production. Um, so there's a lot of different facets of that. And then we have our own individual social media channels where we basically, yeah, make our money. So I will make money most, in, majority of my income comes from sponsored content. And then Tyler's comes from uh, sponsored content as well as YouTube uh, income. Okay. Wow. You guys have a lot going on your plate. You are managing a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. And it really doesn't feel that way. Like you say, yeah, you say it is. And it is like when I, you know, when you list all the things that we do, but I think because everything is so interconnected, um, you just sort of, we don't look at it as like, oh, this project is for our social media. This project is for a client. We treat everything in a very uh, similar way. They're projects. So, you know, today we're shooting this, today we're shooting this. So, you know, the essence of what we do is we create images, video or photo, uh, and then whoever it is for, we just, you know, do the best job that we can so that it, uh, it speaks to the brand and it makes us happy because, you know, we're really big on the fact that like the work that we put out in the world, we want to be proud of and we want to be happy with it. And so we make sure that we take on projects that fulfill that need sort of. Yeah. And I know everyone hates future questions, but where do you kind of envision yourself? Like where do you want your brand to kind of grow? Yeah, that's really hard because we're always looking, we're always quite busy. So we never really have time to plan for things, but it would be really great to figure out a way for us to create a product of some kind. I would really love that. Um, I started playing around, you know, things sort of I take long to decide on things. Like if I want to do something, I really want to do it 110%. So yeah, a product would be great. What it is, I don't know yet. Um, I have thought of a few different things and I don't know if it would be something that would be joined with Tyler and I, or if it would be something that's just mine or just his. And I think, you know, in the long run, besides our job and our work, what I want our future to be is mostly being able to really take on projects and things that just speak very closely to us. We already try to do that, but I think if we would be able to do less and just be able to charge more for them, then we can really be able to, to hone in like, you know, all of the possible creativity that we have, hire more people, work in bigger teams and all of that. And then be able to relax and just have sort of more chill lives, <laughs> which, you know, yeah. I, I say like I am a workaholic and I do really love to work. And it's sometimes it's, yeah, it's hard to find the balance for sure. But I think it would be great to, you know, figure out a way to invest our money and also have our money work for us, as they say. And yeah, and sort of, you know, clip coupons off of those 
those things, uh, like mm-hmm. smart decisions that we make financially and not just in our work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just a last question to wrap things up. Do you have any general advice for someone that, let's say, just got graduated university and got laid off and mm-hmm. how can they kind of invest in themselves and how can they start building their own brand? Yeah, um, it's hard because, you know, I think the biggest advice is that you really cannot copy somebody else's path. I think a lot of people go out there and they say, oh, I really like what this person is doing. I want my life to look like that. I want to do the same thing. You really cannot do that. It's never going to happen that you're going to copy the steps of somebody else and you're going to get the same result. Uh, So I think being flexible, um, but also knowing what you're good at is really, really important. You might be passionate about something and you might like it a lot and you, you might It might be your hobby, but it's not necessarily something that you should be doing as a job. Um, So just, you know, being flexible in that, in those terms and don't get discouraged just because something doesn't work out, you know, right on the onset doesn't mean that it won't work in the long run. Maybe you didn't talk to the right person. Um, Maybe it's not your time. So yeah, just, just really, you know, now is the time to think about those things and find the things that you're really good at and try to try to hone in on those skills. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anya. I really appreciate um, you speaking with me and learning about your story. Um, yeah. It's so great to see that you started off as like a professional in accounting and then now you're doing something that you love because I find that a lot of people, um, I guess it's like maybe an older mindset that you need to become like a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant to be successful. Mm-hmm. But um, what you've done just proves that that's not necessarily true. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I think, you know, especially another piece of advice that I would give to people that are still in school is that you really should look around and see what kind of jobs are available in the world. Like the the, the jobs that are very sort of stereotypical and cliche when you leave school are great and everything. But there are so many things that you can do that they don't even tell you about in school. You know, half of the things that people end up doing in their lives have nothing to do with what degrees they finished. So I think it's just like the having the awareness of what is available out there. Maybe there's maybe your job doesn't exist yet. Maybe you can come up with it, you know? There's companies that are that are totally open to to those things and uh, you just have to have the right kind of attitude. And that was Anya. Check out her photography and content on her Instagram and blog at Anya B. And I also started an Instagram page for my podcast at Well Now What Podcast and would love if you could give it a follow. If you have any recommendations on who I should have on my podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks for listening.